What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And KT. And we're back with another episode. Today we will be talking about should all drugs be legal? Now, KT and I have watched a couple documentaries on Netflix. I'm sure some of y'all have seen it. Um, we watched the crack documentary. We watched the pharmacist documentary. Um, I just love watching stuff about drugs. I don't know why I'm not a drug user myself, but it's just something interesting learning about the drug trade and just the way that drugs affect the brain and stuff like that. So, I've been thinking because this week also a very well-known and well-respected professor has come out to say that he is actually, um, his name is Carl Hart. He was on, um, he was on the crack documentary. He's been on a lot of documentaries. He was on the, the show with, what's the guy, the daily show, Mm. uh, with whatchamacallit. So he's and on CNN. He's always advocated, you know, for the decriminalization of drugs. But he just came out this week and said he is a heroin user mm-hmm. and obviously a functioning heroin user because he's a writer. He's a professor at a um, very high esteemed college. So his whole thing was that you c- drugs can be used uh, responsibly. And it's not necessarily the drugs that are the evil and the drugs that do the harm. It has more to do with the environment, according to him. So we'll get into that. And we'll also get into the scheduling of drugs. Why are some drugs Schedule 1 drugs, like marijuana, ecstasy, shrooms, and stuff like that, which means, you know, you could face some serious time? And why are others Schedule 4, 3, 2? Um, so, KT, what do you think? Uh, I shared that article with you about the professor. Um, what was your first reaction when you found out that, yo, this guy is a heroin user and not, like, teeth rotting out and, and all that stuff? I think my first reaction is mostly just that the way the media, the way society, the way that uh, we as people um, in general, just the way we look at people who do drugs is always in like a criminal, homeless, uh, you're terrible type of situation. We never look at people who, like him, are functional or even like another article that we read earlier about doctors who are also functional doctors who are high on drugs while they're doctors and like how drugs in and of themselves are not necessarily evil, but um, that the way that we... We base our our thoughts and our views around drugs is what's harming people. You know, we we don't necessarily anymore look at drugs as a way to um, as a way to into how their lives may have been. We look more at like, well, they're just a terrible person because they're doing that to their body, or oh God, they're just terrible. They just need to get off of drugs and go do this, this, and this. When in actuality, like you said. It's possible that their environment led them to the situation that they're in. So we don't ever think about the why. We basically just think about the, oh, God, that's awful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm sure that has to do with media and stuff like that. And what's interesting, though, is you see this guy, and obviously he's well-functioning, doing what he needs to do. But then I remember we saw that other documentary 
which was how to frame a drug scandal. And it had that white lady who had been doing drugs for 10 years. But I guess, you know, her life environment wasn't as good as this guy. And remember, she started with meth and she was doing crack, making crack at the job. Like, I feel like there's obviously a balance, but that's kind of what the guy was trying to address. Um, some of the reasons that people get strung out on drugs and start to use it irresponsibly, just like anything. Let, let's think about anything. Let's think about coping, right? Let's think about alcohol. Mm-hmm. Let's think about people who are alcoholics. Let's think about people who smoke packs of cigarettes a day. Let's think about uh, bodybuilders who have to spend three hours in the gym every day or they're going to, like, have a, uh, uh, a meltdown. Let's think about people who have addictions to anything. Um... They're trying to cope with the environment around them. Everything can be deadly. Everything can be toxic. It's just that with drugs, I think you just have to respect it a little bit more because of just how it affects your brain or whatever. But um, let's talk. Go ahead. I mean, that takes us to our our question then on the on the episode today. Um, do you think that drugs should be legal? Yes or no? Like, and why do you feel like that they should be legal? I think that um, all drugs should be legal, but with that legality, there's got to be some type of regulation. See, the problem with heroin is already addictive, but from what I've been learning, like the stuff, the reason that it's becoming so deadly is because it's getting laced with fentanyl, fentanyl, whatever it's called, and pe- people are using that to uh, create a more potent substance and it's also cheaper so with um with it being criminal and it being solely black market there's no regulation of the product they could put anything up in there and sell it to you and people are overdosing in droves because of this people who could have been responsible in taking the heroin or whatever but they get a bad batch and then that's over with so and it's kind of iffy because you don't want the government all the way involved. But I do think there's going to have to be something that sets precedent of if you're going to produce a drug, it has to meet these qualifications. If we find out it's not meeting these qualifications, you go to jail. If you're making a pure substance, then it's okay. It, it's kind of weird talking about it because we live in a world where like drugs have just always just been seen as bad. But if we're just talking about expanding our political imagination, I think that eventually, at some time, that should be our goal. What do you think? Yeah. Um, so um, I think definitely drugs should be legal. And the reason why I think that is because of a, a lot of things. But I do want to say that this, I just want to read off this article to you guys to kind of like, encompass my point but basically um according to tessie castillo the historical decisions to criminalize certain drugs were motivated almost entirely by race while heroin cocaine and marijuana were all originally legal pharmaceutical drugs the government criminalized them when they became associated with chinese black and mexican people These historical justifications persist today, obviously, as minorities face far higher rates of incarceration and arrest due to drug-related crimes than whites, despite equal rates of usage. 
So, do I think drugs should be legal? Yes. Do I think that there should be some kind of, like, government intervention of it? Well, I mean, I kind of think of it like it's got to be harsher than how the um, the marijuana business is right now because what's basically happened is what always happens in capitalism where white people come in, they basically take away from the industry and they're essentially taking all the money from the people who originally were selling it and who are still incarcerated. So should it be decriminalized? Absolutely. But we need to be uh, conscious of how we're decriminalizing it in the sense that it needs to be an actual open market. It needs to stay as it is with certain regulations. Does that make sense? Like, people should still be able to go get their drugs how they want, and people shouldn't lose their, their underground drug business just because the government is getting involved. Um, I don't think we should just give it over to all these white entrepreneur investors, and then at that point, they're making money off the backs of people who have been doing it this whole time. Um so yeah, that I mean that's something. I mean, even if I, I think about it too, like a lot of people always say things like, "Well, uh, we should we should just ban it all. If we just ban it all, everyone's going to be okay and it'll be totally fine." And I want them to look at what happened in prohibition with alcohol. It's absolutely ineffective. You cannot do that at all. Because if you, like you were talking about black markets, like if you completely ban it, then black markets are going to start popping up even more so than they already are. And I mean, it's just, it's harsh. It's It's a hard decision to make, especially when we don't have that world right now or to live in that way. And I think also, and this is where we're going to tie it to communism, we cannot responsibly decriminalize drugs if we're not making our living conditions better. Right. I mean, we got to provide them with aid. We've got to provide people with care. We have to provide people with funds so that their environment is better to live in and the system that we live in is better for them not to resort to these type of these type of situations. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think about it because uh, we're talking about the doctors that use uh, drugs and they know the specific doses and all that stuff, and they're functioning and people don't know. And I, and I was thinking about the entertainment industry. You know, we the stories that hit the news are the ones of when somebody has died of an overdose, when somebody checks into rehab. But do you know how many people in the entertainment industry are using drugs and are functioning and are successful and are getting on with their lives and whatever? A lot of times the people who abuse these drugs already are suffering, even if they have money, they're already suffering from mental conditions, whether it be PTSD, whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety. And that's something else we have to think about. Even if you have the money, you're still going to need to have access to mental health services as well. Because, I mean, money don't help depression. Money don't help anxiety. Well, many can sometimes. Money don't help anxiety all the time. So that's something else we need to invest in when we're thinking about decriminalizing these things. We need better working conditions, obviously. Nobody should be in poverty, first of all. Like, we were watching a documentary uh, yesterday about, uh, what was that city in California? Santa uh, Fe? No, uh, 
Fresco's? Fresco. Where? San, 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 I don't know. San wherever San. it is. Um, and it's a humongous uh, Hispanic population. Majority of them are farmers. They're working for pennies. The work is hard. A lot of them have migrated alone. Um, so a lot of them are dealing with loneliness, depression, just hard work and lack of money. And meth is the cheapest drug that they can access that helps them work faster, aka make more money, and helps them cope with the loneliness. And then you have people that are like, we need to do something about this problem. But all they're saying is we need to open up rehab centers. We need to uh we need to get these drug dealers off the streets or whatever. That's not the answer. And even the people that are like, we need to give uh Cleaner syringes to people. Like, yeah, that's that's part of something that we can do. But ultimately, baby, if these people still have to go to work in these terrible working conditions, they just finna substitute the meth for something else. Yep. And, I and it's not gonna be. It's, and I don't know if it can be responsible when you're coping with the everyday turmoil and toll of living in a capitalist society where you cannot. Uh, you cannot progress. You're in a constant state of poverty. How do you expect, like, I don't know. What do you think? So um, I definitely think that this should be an issue that both conservatives and leftists like us should agree on, only because, uh, you know, conservatives should reject drug criminalization as, like, government overreach. Um, and then, you know, leftists should reject it as a tool of like racial targeting and, and things along those lines. And so I think that this is something that should be what they love to talk about should be bipartisan. This shouldn't be an issue where only leftists feel like marijuana should be decriminalized or even heroin or cocaine. This should be a normal thing that we should be able to do within society. I know that, but I'm saying like there has to be a way that we can talk to these people and be like, hey, like let let's let's talk about decriminalization. Let's talk about that. But do you notice but it's it's getting harder now because now you have more people that are saying um like, don't uh, criminalize the user. Let's try to get them help and try to get them into rehab, which is good, but it's still it's framing it as drug is something bad. You see what I'm saying? So it's like we're, we're shifting to drug users aren't evil. They just need help. So it, now we're kind of dealing with, Trying to get to the the messaging that drug use can be normal and it can actually help some people's lives, which now with the conservatives, you might as well just say, uh, just shoot my head off. Um, which is why I say it should be completely decriminalized in the sense that it it should definitely be uh, uh, both conservative and uh, leftist. Thing. It should, we should both be like, okay, well, you're absolutely right. If the government is trying to uh, put their hand in this type of uh, regulation of whatever we're doing, then that should be government overreach, and that should be bad. But then that's what I'm saying. Like, it, there obviously, I know you feel like that there's no possible way for that to happen. But I think that it, I think I'm not saying that you and I go out there and do it because I don't really care about them. But I do think that it would be a way 
for some random white dude to convert someone to decriminalize marijuana. Right, the last thing we're going to talk about is the scheduling of drugs. Um, so when the government, the FDA, is scheduling drugs, they look into two things, um, how addictive a drug is and if it has any medicinal value. So the, the higher, the, well, the lower the schedule number, the, the less medicinal value and the more uh, addictive they say it is. And also we'll serve, you'll serve a, a longer sentence, of, you know, if you're caught with those. So um, schedule one is marijuana, heroin, LSD, ecstasy, magic mushrooms. Schedule two, cocaine, meth, oxycodone, Adderall, Ritalin, Vicodin. Schedule three, Tylenol with codeine, ketamine, anabolic steroids, and testosterone. Schedule four, Xanax, Soma, Darvoset, Valium, Ambien. Schedule five, Robitussin, Motif, Lyrica, Perpacillin, whatever that is. Okay, so now I know they say just because it's schedule one don't mean that we're saying it's more dangerous, obviously. But let's look at what's in, in uh, schedule one and let's compare it to everything else. Marijuana, a natural substance that grows out of the ground. No medicinal value, really. LSD. People are rich, white people are microdosing every day LSD, and they're saying it's changing their life, helping them deal with uh, PTSD, helping them deal with uh, depression. Magic mushroom. Now, what has a magic mushroom ever did to anybody? Ecstasy. Do with that what you will. And heroin, which we were talking about with the uh, professor. Now, these are all things that people have said. I mean, I don't know much about heroin, but everything else is is stuff that people have said is life-changing, has made their life better, getting on it for various reasons, this, that, and the third. And right up under that, we have cocaine, meth, oxycodone, Adderall, Ritalin, Vicodin. How many folks we know then overdose on oxycodone, meth, even cocaine? If you look at the scheduling, it would seem like those would be higher than marijuana. But I think, honestly, we know it's a racist thing. Mm-hmm. We know that these things were associated with black people, with hippies, with Asian people, with Hispanic people. We got that. I think also it has a capitalist aspect. We know now marijuana can help deal with anxiety, can help deal with PTSD, same as LSD, same as magic mushrooms. And I'm sure when they research it, they can find the same thing for heroin. If they fully decriminalize these substances... Will we have a need for the pills? I don't think so. Which is why they want to make sure, even now with weed being decriminalized and they trying to get a, get a hold onto it real fast and everybody trying to invest in it real fast so they can make some money off of it. They don't want these substances that could change lives and wean us off of prescriptions to be legal because they can't make money off of it. I think. What do you think, KT? <laughs> so, uh, why do I think marijuana is Schedule 1? Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit of history as to why 
It is Schedule 1. So, apparently, uh, marijuana is a Schedule 1 drug, uh, and this this dates all the way back to 1970 when Congress passed the Controlled Substance Act, um, which was signed by Richard Nixon. Uh, The act established the schedules by which drugs would be classified and temporarily listed marijuana as a Schedule 1 substance subject to review. Okay, so it was supposed to be for review, marijuana was. Um, so anyway, it goes on to this, this history goes on and basically, uh, the Richard Nixon administration formed a commission to study marijuana, uh, and try to figure out, you know, where it should permanently be placed as opposed to schedule one. Uh, when Nixon created that, he didn't know where to basically put marijuana is what, what I'm saying. He didn't know where to put marijuana. He didn't know if it should be schedule one or schedule five. He didn't really care. He would need to do the research on it. Um, anyway, after two years, uh, it came out, the National Commission on Marijuana and Drug Abuse issued a series of reports uh, on the state of marijuana in the U.S. Um, the U.S. Commission, or the Commission, acknowledged that marijuana was a less serious threat to public health than a sensitive social issue and recommended changes um, to federal law that would permit citizens to possess a small amount of it at a time while still maintaining that the drug should not be legalized. Um, basically, the commission's approach to drug policy didn't resonate with many Americans or politicians at the time who were far more concerned with the potential societal ills that could strike if marijuana was left unfettered. Basically, long story short, the reason why marijuana is Schedule 1 is because Nixon didn't know what to do with it, so instead of him putting it at the least one down at the bottom, he put it at the top, and it never got changed because of conservatives. So, yeah. what I'm saying, ultimately, (laughs) because here's the thing, you're going into the white people's version of it. They're saying that, no, but they're saying that, yes, but Richard Nixon, war on drugs, we already know. The way that he got a hold of the hippies and the black people is that he could say, this is a Schedule 1 drug. You get this, you getting locked up. And if people knew that this was not, if people knew that it needed to be changed eventually and they, and they actually had some sense and they actually cared, they would say, okay, let's work on changing this. But they did not. Why? Because they realize if marijuana is legal, we can't, the, the, the uh, pharmaceutical companies will lose out money and we get all our money from the pharmaceutical companies and we can't let that happen. So you did not let me finish, but. Because you did finish. I didn't. You didn't let me finish. But I do want to say that at that time, obviously, the majority of marijuana users was uh, black and Hispanic. So, absolutely, it was a way for the U.S. government to oppress people. Like, we already know that. You and I already know that. We're educated folks. I'm just saying, like, people, we know that. So, like, at the end of the day, Richard Richard Nixon is awful, racist, P.O.S., and his administration was awful, racist, P.O.S., and all presidents up until now, and even now, Book Biden have been racist, awful POSs. So, should drugs be legalized? Yeah, let's legalize them. 
legalize them, but let's also work towards making people's quality of life better, better at the same time. Because if we legalize them and we don't change their material conditions, you're going to have the overdoses. You're going to have the same stuff. So watch that because the liberals are going to come around and say, Let's le- let's legalize this. Let's legalize that. But they don't want to fight for a fifteen dollar minimum wage. <laughs> They're wanting. Then you're you're just. And then the conservatives after folks start having the overdoses. See, we told y'all what's going on. Uh uh-uh. uh. We have to do both and all three, or it's not going to work. But definitely, I want it all to be legal. So, uh, that's our episode today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you hit us up on our social media at Building Our PWR. Hit KT at her individual one at KT underscore does art. And hit me up on mine at Gabbeats Music, G-A-B-B-E-A-T-S Music. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Share this with a friend if you like it. And we're out.